Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, happy Monday, everyone. Welcome in. It's the Kinner and Slummer Show right here on ESPN 1410 Wing AM. I hope you had a great weekend. We got a jam-packed three-hour show for you here today. Uh, I have a guest, and uh, the guest is in studio with me, and I was told that there's a certain theme song that this guest really uh, wanted to be introduced back to. Now, I'm a little young whippersnapper, so I don't really know the name of this song, per se, so I'm going to let the guest uh, tell you what it is. The one, the only Mark Schlemmer, ladies and gentlemen. We got him back in studio. Schlemmer, you there? Schlemmer? Yeah, I just want to enjoy the song. What's the name of the song? The Bitch is Back. <laughs> Well, so is that what you were you so just, appropriate? Were you, were you just being you know bitchy and being sloppy? Yeah, Hell yeah. no, I'm not sloppy. Did you get the approval to come back? I got it from him, Paul. I got it all. That's why it took three weeks to come back. Well, that's nice. I mean, Paul is why you got back on the first time. So true. <laughs> Very true. it was such a tough choice of what song back in the saddle. You know, so that would just seem appropriate. I know you're back because I got fresh cold diet coke in studio. Yeah, and man, you what, have what are you coke? doing? What's diet? Got to keep Let's those doctors you. up. No, so, ladies and gentlemen, Mark Schlemmer is back. That means we have the full cast and the whole crew together, the Kinner and Schlemmer Show. We are back and rolling on a Monday. Wait a minute, what's all those clicks I'm hearing in the background? Oh, yeah. And now, keep in mind, that, and this is perfect time in getting you back because there's so much to get into. Now, I could tell you're back because you got me. You posted something on Facebook today. I had nothing to do with it, and yet you have people calling me out as if I posted it. You people are weird. No, and I mean this in all sincerity, believe it or not. First, thank you for everybody was asking when I was out. Um, All I can tell you is don't let me go into a hospital. You come out worse than you go in. But, Justin, you did a great job, again, solo flying. So thank you for keeping a plane in the air. Now, to address what you just said, (laughs) I held off riding till what, 1.30? Is that 1.30? And by 1.40... It was like the other song I posted on the page. Welcome back, my friends, at a show that never ends. You got tag team comrades beating you up for comments that I made. It, it's like I never left. You can't get this at a comedy club. You can't. You just got paid for it. I mean, one we don't post charge. and it balloons. I mean, it's there's no words to describe this, and it's appreciated, but if somebody just got dropped into Dayton and... Look that up. They gotta be going. What the hell is this? But thank you, everybody, again, and get back to it. There's a hell of a lot to talk about. There is. This is perfect timing for you coming back, and uh, let's hit the ground running, folks. First, welcome in one more time. Justin Kinner, Mark Schlummer with you here. It is the Kinner and Schlummer Show, live on ESPN 1410 Wing AM and streaming live at wingam.com. Make sure well, I'm glad. I hate to interrupt you, but good to see everybody pays attention to the post again, Spoon. Go stand in the corner. Question was Anthony Grant or Ryan Day? That's all. Nobody else. Who gets your coach of the year in this area? And he gives it to. So that's a good. There was a good somebody point. beside. He gives it to Coach Nagy as second. Well, Coach Nagy was officially named Coach of the on Year today. The list. So you, you, it's not hard, people. Follow along. Get Evelyn Wood. Get your speed reading. It comes in five languages: Russian and all the rest. 
Coach Nagy's name was not in the headline. Well, it sounds Don't like the, add you sound to like the, the headline. <laughs> Coach Nagy wasn't in the headline. Damn head. it, people. Wake up and go to sleep. So let me get this straight. Coach Nagy's name was not in the headline. You sound like Dayton Daily News now. <laughs> That's the Dayton Daily Flyer News. There's no, please get her. Ariola appreciates that yeah. paper. She That's won't even dog, pee on way. it. Now she keep, won't even go on it. Now keep in mind, it should, there's no excuse to be the But Dayton. it is the same building. Well, no, it's not. That's as the only coverage of UD Flyer basketball in town. No, we'll get to that in a moment, but keep in mind, there's no excuse for it to be the Dayton Flyer Daily News anymore. Cox does own Dayton Daily News, but uh, Cox no longer owns the radio and the TV station, so that was the whole excuse as to why they were dominating all UD coverage, because, well, Cox owned all of it. Cox now only owns the newspaper, which means you are allowed to throw right state of bone here and there, and I don't mean the little 100-word uh, little blurb that they put about, oh yeah, right by the way. Right next to the grapes and pear specials at Kroger's? Oh, yeah. Uh, you and Obi Toppin, congratulations, Sam. He wins. And we're not ragging at UD. No, no, no. This has nothing all. to do with the this schools. I'm defending the paper, the coverage of everything. And part of the article today was, and you sat here, like every other minute, checking. And again, congrats to. Well, we got to tell Obi people what happened because I'll let you set up. And people think that it was we're making it up. No, no we sat here and, and looked it checked up. it every other minute. Now, I want to start off by saying this. The Wright State Raiders cleaned house today. Uh, we talked about it on the Sunday morning show yesterday, so we got to pick up and reset the scene. And we're talking college basketball to open up, by the way, 457-9464. Give Shea something to do over there, would you, Look people? Like you put some weight on when I was gone. You haven't seen him in a while, have you? It, it's been a while. You popped in last week to steal some food, and then you, you bolted, man. There's the pears and the oranges. I'm trying to keep his weight down. <laughs> okay, so uh, last Friday night, it was what a night it was in the Gem City, by the way. And one of the games wasn't even held in the Gem City. Uh, but both local college teams right now, the D1 college teams, were on, despite on the family of networks, on ESPN. You had uh, UD, the Dayton Flyers, welcoming in Davidson. You had Dick Vitale on the call. They're on ESPN. And you had Wright State on ESPNU playing at Northern Kentucky. 7,000 fans filled up that arena. It was a great atmosphere. The regular season title on the line. Wright State wins their very first outright Horizon League title, as does the Dayton Flyers. I think that's surprising. A lot of people that not just Wright State, but UD also, that was their first outright, outright, yeah. not tournament, but outright regular season. I think that it kind of surprised me, to be honest with you. I thought they had to do it. I knew UD hadn't, but it just seemed odd. Yep. So with that, I mean, both Wright State and UD, on this, that's what made it cool, though. On the same night, on the same night on the Family of Networks, both of our local teams clinched their very first, I mean, it was weird. It, they clinched their very first outright conference, you know, regular season conference titles. Both teams kind of reflect one another a little bit. UD's doing it at a much larger scale because they it's are like a the number three in mm -hmm. UD is that rabbit that's running like crazy, and then you got... The tortoise. Yeah, but the, he's they're getting there. They're still the same race. There. Yeah. But they, they, they're very similar. Yeah, both teams both dominated their conference all season long. They both clinched their very first outright regular season title. Uh, the you know Obi Toppin is going to win the A-10 Player of the Year. He's going to potentially win the Player of the Year. But he's going to win the A-10 Player of the Year. Wright State wins their very first conference title like UD. And they have the Horizon League Player of the Year. So those awards came out today. How about that? Loud and Love, the big guy in the middle, uh, a fan favorite at Wright State games. And yes, that we've watched the fans kind of grow uh, and fans have always gone to Wright State games not in large numbers but when they're there I've always said man I feel like they're they're there at a basketball game but they're not emotionally investing into the team the f that's the biggest growth that I've seen on this team the last couple of years going to the NCAA tournament going to the NIT fans are coming and they're staying after to get the player autographs fans I'm watching it players fans will wait in a line outside the locker room waiting for Loud and Love to come out because the kids love Loud and Love and they want to get a picture with him he wins player of the year and that's fantastic you have coach Nagy who wins the 
Coach of the Year for the third time. Now, he split the honors with Dennis Gates from Cleveland State. But, Schlemmer, that's three straight years winning Coach of the Year. Eventually, you get to the point where the conference just knows you're the best coach in the conference, so they give it to somebody else. That's why Coach K rarely wins Coach of the Year. Roy Williams rarely wins it. Uh, you'll rarely see Calipari win it. I'm not trying to compare Nagy to them. But you see, my point is, eventually, once you sustain dominance for so long, that's you like stop an all-star. Yeah. So for him you, to get it for the third straight year is pretty now cool. Now, one thing that we would be remiss if we didn't mention the man responsible for this and Bob Grant. And I know yes, we've used him as an everlasting punching bag over the years. But you've got to give that man a lot of credit. He's had a lot of home runs picking coaches over the My last goodness, few years. Um, and it's not just basketball. No, it's every sport. Baseball, women's basketball, every women's sport. Volleyball went this year he for the is. first. They got an, you know they got an outright. I mean, it's volleyball, but they got an at-large bid this year. They didn't have to. They lost in their conference semifinal game. And Are they you still they, announcing that stuff? Yeah. So they got the, yes, I do the volleyball for them. Why? You know what my next question is. No, don't even go there. I mean, there's a certain call I keep Stop trying to it. get no, you. you can't. I'm telling you no for as Moved in the net. What is I wrong mean, what, with you? What do you, you do if, if they... Well, it's well, a call. I know it's bad. Know, it's in the net. He's So back. how do you do that on radio? But you don't, because if you do, then I'm sitting here next to you with no gig, so... <laughs> it's, a, it's a call. It's, but it's a Bob has done a, a, just a fabulous job. I ought to take him to the track sometime. But the hires are incredible. I mean, what... And I wonder the parallel... Of your comment about the fans staying and getting more invested in Wright State, how much of that plays into Coach Nagy? He's just a likable guy. He's so laid back. Well, I I, I don't know what it is. is. It part of his aura that's drawing I think, people. I, well, that, I think it's for one him, but success breeds confidence not just amongst players in the program, but the fans. The fans, and keep in mind, Billy Donlin won twenty plus games almost every year that he was and here. And Brad did. But Brad, if Brad would have stayed longer, Coach Brunell, I think they would have established this. But Brad was here for as a springboard. In fact, you talked to people at Wright State. Brad Brunell's whole purpose of coming to Wright State, he was very honest with them. And this isn't news. He was honest with them saying that his goal is to get to that upper level. Coach Nagy, you can say all you want that, oh, schools will be calling. I think there's a school or two that would make sense for him. I don't think he's aggressively looking to leave. He spent 21 years at one school at South Dakota State before finally being enticed to leave that. and signed, he, he signed 21 one-year contracts at South Dakota State before coming here where he the got NFL a coach who did that? Was it Landry? Well, I have no idea. They kept signing one year. And I'm going to ask this, and, and again, I don't mean any any harm in asking this, but I'm curious, and, and I'm getting this from our buddy Jeff Price. It's in Claire, where he made the comment to me years ago, you have to win the press conference. If Coach Nagy went to pick any school you want, Big Ten, SEC, whatever, would he win a press conference as opposed to a Squiggy, an Anthony Grant, pick anybody you want. I put him in that same class as a Squiggy right now because Squiggy wasn't like... Oh, he wasn't a ball of fire by any stretch. I mean, he, does, he had that dull look to him. I mean, he goes to Indiana, and you had Indiana fans that weren't completely bought into that. Squiggy's got that but, permanent flu like Bill Belichick. But what did Squiggy have? He had the tournament success. Yep. Nagy, if they get to the NCAA tournament this year, he'll be the first coach in Wright State history to get the program to the NCAA tournament more than once under one coach's regime. Um, and he would have done it three times at South Dakota State. We've done it now twice at Wright State. That's five tournament appearances with two different schools. I think that's showing right there that the guy, anywhere he goes, he can build a winner. And I think that's gonna, that, that'll win the press conference right there. Is there another school, and we talked about this a little bit yesterday, if this one transfer, free transfer, whatever they're doing, if that goes through, obviously it's going to help UD because they're getting all the national exposure. But I wonder how much it will help Coach Nagy and how much he will actually use that, how much 
how much Wright State has been built up over this year and last year and the year before going to another tournament, how much that will attract kids, local kids possibly, to come back? If I had any complaint about Rice State, it would be the lack of local kids, but that's a conversation for later. If that, and by the way, people get irritated with that. I, I wish Rice State would have a Darius Quisenberry, who was named one of the All-League Conference players today. You had uh, the kid from Trotwood, uh, Murray Davis, won Freshman of the Year. But you can't sit there and point that out and say that, you know, they're doing anything wrong because no, Coach Nagy's done a fantastic and job. And really, I would just prefer the local kids. If, but, if I mean, you're going to do that, fine. then I can throw UD up and go, wait a minute, Chris Wright's probably the last local. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll give you Landers, but that's not... That's not at the level of a Chris Wright. But these play, these players are at the dominant level of a Horizon League, so that's why I make more fuss about Wright State. And again, State, maybe so that. if that pyramids, they keep going to tournament after tournament, now it doesn't sound so bad. Hey, this isn't bad standard home. I'm going to go. Well, you had that. The, the, my frustration was you're the kid from Xenia and Samari Curtis, who was the co- uh, um, Mr. Basketball. You know, he was going to go to Cincinnati, then he was going to go to Texas A&M. That's then a guy he went I'm to not sure I want to touch. Well, now, but he went to Evansville. I know. So I'm like, man, if he could end up at Evansville, but that's why it's important to recruit those kids now because no one thought that Samari Curtis would have hopped around to four different teams by this point in his career. But that's a point. You recruit him now because you'll open the door to potentially landing him. But how do you go from a Cincinnati... Boom, boom, and then Evansville. Co- the, the That's almost like a last shot. The, well, only, the only one I give him a fault for is Nebraska because that team had their coach in place. You had Cronin leave. You had, oh, who's the, the short little guy for A&M yeah, that left? Yeah, that guy uh, looked like the bookworm, too. Yes, where did he end up? Either way, but you see my point. Two coaches left the program that initially recruited him. That's why I didn't give Samari Curtis any bad rep for that. The Nebraska one was weird. He was averaging some points and some minutes. I just thought, I've been you know, to Nebraska in the winter? <laughs> well, it's, no, it's no dating. You better like cows and sheep, man, because it's cold out there. But to bring it full circle and we'll get to your calls congratulate loud and love player of the year uh coach Nagy, you know third straight year winning coach of the year regular season outright champions man that that's fantastic uh and we brought it up because on that with all that going on today the dayton flyers moved up to number three which is fantastic um and i'm not you know what we said good job ud what we started noticing though is is that the paper just lost their mind over ud moving up to number three and i'm not saying that winning a horizon lake player of the year is a bigger deal than being number three in the country i'm never saying that the papers should only write about Wright State and not about UD, but they should not only be writing about UD and not Wright State. And yes, they did put a blurb out on Facebook today that was less than half of it was about Wright State's Coach of the Year and Player of the Year, and then the rest was about Darius Quisenberry and Amari Davis and others. All I'm saying is is, is if Obi Toppin, when he wins A-10, we're not talking National Player of the Year, when he wins A-10 Player of the Year, folks, that's going to be glued all over the place, which, not saying he doesn't deserve it, but I'm just trying to point out the hypocrisy. You have two Division One basketball teams here, and yes, this is the first time in over 50-plus years that UD has played at this level. Don't get me wrong, but come on. You can't ignore the, the other a good friend of ours. There's plenty of room in this town Who for said both that? teams. Who said that? And, and really, you have a paper, and you can't use the excuse it's not printed here. Well, they found a way to get it printed real quick about UD. And again, we're not ragging UD. No, they have, this, they they have nothing yeah. to do with it. But just the fact that, hey, there's another team over there that's having a pretty good year. How much does it really take to put a piece in about And I'll that? say this. I When I ended the show Friday... You had Dick Vitale at UD Arena. Everyone was talking about that. They're on ESPN. I get it. But Wright State was on ESPN, too. Or ESPN U. ESPN as well. Let me put it that way. I leave the studio 
I'm driving. Mean, it's snowing. The weather is just absolute crap. I get to NKU BB&T Arena, and I walk in, and I'm the only local media guy there, not one other one. This isn't a I'm mad at UD. They have nothing to do with this, right? I'm just saying that that's crap, that this town is doing a horrible job of giving the coverage that is deserved to Wright State. You can argue everyone's always going to have a pocket of teams in but town you know that doesn't get all the attention. you can say now, like the TV, the ones that... Oh, yeah. We're the only ones that had a camera in the courtroom. Oh, yeah. Now you can say you were the yeah. only ones local that were there. And then there's another station in town that's putting out dumb promos like that. That We're your only station for wall-to-wall. First of all, you can't be wall-to-wall UD coverage when you're only on the air from a sports perspective when UD plays at night. So you're not wall-to-wall UD coverage. Uh, you're not the only station in town. We talk UD all the time, so I don't want to hear that. That, that mess, you know, It was a nice little shot, and we got shots of our own, so there we go. Another and I game, got backup today, folks. That's what I another like. Another game we've been playing <laughs> since yesterday, and curious to see what the fans think. Yep. Game day's coming. Oh, yes. Where are they going? In case you don't know, they can't be at UD Arena like they always are on Saturday morning because the A-10 Women Tournament will be going on. So the question around town has been, okay, where are they going to do this at? Any guesses, people? I mean, the, if I'm ESPN, I'm a little upset. If I'm ESPN, I'm a little upset because this is, first of all, no, I'm not going to start it like that because that's not, that's not right. This is so cool. I don't care where it is. I don't care if it's on the arena of the, or the roof of the it arena. Is this is such a big deal. And quite the, not a thank you, but it's, it's basically because of the fans, the yes. support, and what Anthony Grant, Obi, and the rest of the guys have done. Um, oh, this, this UD team is so special, and it's beyond just being special in this area. They have been nationally recognized. I mean, I do believe Dick Vitale, purpose, he wanted, the, the, you know, I, I talked to some of the PR people at ESPN. They said Dick Vitale doesn't like working Fridays. You know, he, his schedule is limited. I mean, he is older. Uh, I talked to him. I, I talked to him when I was in New York last week. I had called Dick to see if he'd come on the show, and he said, hey, I'd love to come on, but I, I have to do Thursday. I can't do interviews on the day of games. I lose my voice. He loses his voice real easily. He wanted to come on the show with us, but he couldn't because he, it could, I could only have him on on Thursday or on Friday, and I wasn't there Thursday to have him on. He has a limited schedule, folks, because of his health and he's older. He purposely circled the UD game and said, "I have to check it out." He goes, "I don't know how much longer I'm going to be doing this. I have to, you know, experience UD Arena for the first time since he was a coach in Detroit." Well, I thought Holly Rose's comment was the best of the night when she said, "I wanted to see this, and Obi Toppin is blowing me away." And you could just—it was so natural was genuine. and genuine. And I thought Vital was more artificial the next night when it was duke virginia it was more normal for him i thought he was really pushing that wham bam thank you ma'am whatever he's awesome baby with the capital a I, I thought that was really forced um but that's his role though he's the lee corso of college basketball right, but both it, have it but if if you start whistling happy birthday to shay and then do it to me the next day you're gonna be able to tell which one was more normal first of all let's get one thing clear i wouldn't whistle either one of you Shay, would you like to remind people that he did? I don't know how to whistle, so what do you mean? I don't, I don't remember. Oh, there's a comeback for that one. <laughs> I didn't whistle. I, could be, I don't know how to whistle. See? <laughs> All right, we're done here. Four five seven nine four six four. As far as, by the way, where do you think game should be? It's going to be at the old house. I, I, I mean, that's the only, only logical. And I'm not talking the bar on Brown Street for all you millennials. The old basketball arena, which I don't even know what they call it now. It's not the field house. It might be the Donner Center or whatever. That's the only thing that makes sense. Um, it's a basketball court. You can park across the street at the old NCR building and walk. Yep. It's on campus, which will bring the people. Um, it's a shame you can't have it at the arena, but you got them here. 
Can't ask for more than that. No, you can't. And I think if you're UD, I know it sucks. You had the A-10 women's tournament being... Actually, I'll lie again. That does not suck. That's an honor ESPN to host it. ESPN did not know about the women's tournament coming in. That we know for a fact. So, to the person who just wrote me that note, no, they didn't. They did not. But anyways, that's conversation for later. Keep in mind, folks, this is such a big deal. On Thursday, the College Game Day bus is going to be rolling through the Dayton area. We're going to be doing our show from the College Game Day bus. We're, you're going to be able to get a tour. Uh, we talked with the, you know some reps from, of course, State Farm today. We're going to be giving you more information on where the bus is stopping. We're going to be doing the show live from the College Game Day bus. We're bringing a special guest with us, too. Can't wait for that, by the way. Um, so, yeah. All right, enough of us. Welcome back, Schlemmer. That's how we kick off your return, College Basketball Talk, which is no better time to do it. You know, so four, five, like seven. Never being away, yeah. reading this page. All right, let's go. We got Tony, Jeff, Mark, and Tim, and Mike, and let's start with. We'll start at the top. Tony and Beaver Creek. How are you, my friend? Hey, what's up, guys? Glad to be. Glad to see you guys back together. Yeah. Hey, uh, I thought we talked about this earlier in the year. I called you guys. We talked about the disrespect Wright State got about the crosstown shootout. I mean, you got to think now. UD's got to think. Ooh, we could have played the rising team winner. I mean, this. This would have been a great year to see those two play each other, and they let it go by. Um, the disrespect that the media in this town gives, I know it's a UD town. I know UD has won titles back in the 60s, and they were a Sweet 16, what, back in 92, 93. Um, but, you know, I know all this stuff, and I know how people feel, but Rice State needs a little deserving, a little respect, and I think I think UD needs to come off their high horse and give Rice State a shot with that cross-town for charity, for whatever reason they want to do it, it would be a great. Now that these teams are both this good, let's, let's see. Let's get this together. Let's see. Get these teams playing each other. I mean, David, you see, can do it. I don't understand why we can't get right State and UD together because this would be the chance to two teams have been in the tournament who's going to fare well in the tournament. I believe this would be awesome to see this go on. So, what, do, what can you guys do? It's a shame, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. I don't. I don't necessarily, because of the records this year, because Rice State's had good records in the past, I just go back to Cincinnati and Xavier. When they started, Cincinnati was terrible. Tony Yates was so bad of a coach, they couldn't win. But look at it now. It's a national TV game. And the thing to me is, and I said the charity part of it goes without speaking, but it just makes sense. It's a good basketball game. You're going to have ebbs and flows. You're going to have good times, bad times. I mean, look at Michigan Ohio State football. Michigan doesn't know what a win looks like, but it's still a game and a big one. So to not play, I just think it's foolish. It's a basketball game. It's not it's not life and death, folks. You imagine seeing Toppin and, and Love uh, playing each other? That would be a great matchup. I mean, I did, this, would be, this would have been a great year to just two play each other. I mean, just, I, don't, I don't get it why UD's got to be on this high horse. Um, but as you see, they get all the love. They get the media. Well, and, and I get that, Tony, to a point. Again, it's like the Browns and Bengals. The Browns are the big boy. They've been around a lot longer. And I don't. I understand it. If you're UD or the big dog in town, why do you want to give up any part of that advantage? The funny part to me is if they think it's going to cost them fans down the road, i got two words for you. Jim O'Brien, he won four games for UD, and nobody went to Wright State games in. So it's just silliness. It's like, okay, we'll show you. I'll take my ball and go home. It's foolishness, plain and simple. So do you think they'll ever come off and play this game? Um, if Don Donahue had anything to do with it or Tom Frex was still alive, they would because that's why they played it. And I don't have any doubt that Wright State would play it in the parking lot right now I agree if with they you on could that. do it. 
um, until, sadly, and I know it won't happen, until Race 8 would come out and go, look, we're challenging him right here, right now on our airwaves or TV, I don't care. Challenge him and force their hand. Plan three for one, I'm not a fan of that. I think that's kind of ridiculous, but if that's what it's going to take, okay, fine. Here's a stipulation. We'll play you three for one, but if we beat you at your house, you come to our house that next year automatically. Now you'll find right. out who's a chicken. Right. That, that's a good point. That's a good point. I, I, like I said, I think Wright State's really proven Nagy's doing an excellent job this year. Um, really, he's done it really since he got here, man. He's he's done it. He's done it since he got here. And the one thing that Nagy has done is he's pro- like it's not just like a, a shot in the pan. He's proven that hey, he's been able to build a winner and they're sustaining success. Two, NCAA tournament two years ago, title game last year that could have gotten them to back to back. I mean, if they if they beat NKU last year and right now they're in position to make, they, we could be talking about three straight trips to the NCAA tournament. Now they have to get there this year, but again, NCAA NIT, they're at least in the NIT again. Three straight years of the postseason sub for this. Pro- Program that we laughed at the thought of that ever happening. Nagy has done a fantastic job from the get-go. Tony, the bottom line for me is neither team needs the other one, to be honest with you. Thank you. Yep. They really don't, but it's so silly when you're 15 miles apart, and it's a natural game that could help so many people in this area. The Tornado Fund, take your pick. It's a basketball game. What are you afraid of? Go play. I, I just I, This town is such a great basketball town. I mean, back in the days, I remember when the when the public schools had great teams. This, you know, the UD was great. This is a really great basketball town, and they could really bring that game on. Could really show how all the fans in town, for whatever team you root for, Tony, the first floor. You're bringing eight thousand people in to watch Alcorn State against Pillsbury State. What are they going to yep. do if you actually play these two teams? Oh, okay. but but yeah, Tony, we appreciate the call, man. Thank you. All right, thanks. No problem. I'm going. Now, Tony brings up a lot of good points, and I'm telling you right now, Joe Lenardi put out his latest bracketology report today. We may not have to, you know, let's just pretend that it's boosters at UD that are keeping it from happening. The boosters at UBD may not be able to keep it from happening because Lenardi has, and this is a, if there's ever a year that UD and Wright State are going to meet in the first round of the NCAA tournament, it's going to be this year. Um, Wright State, a 25-26 win team right now, sitting as a 15 seed in Lenardi's bracketology. UD, a two seed. He has the Gem City Jam squaring off in the first round of the NCAA tournament back in Cleveland. Um, that's where it could potentially happen as early. I mean, folks, we could be less than a month. We could be talking. We could be witnessing the Gem City Jam here in a few weeks. You never know. Well, um, they play a charity game in West Virginia. Oh yeah, so they I could play that. this game in Cleveland, I guess. Yeah. So it makes sense. But no, that it's this is a let's take the Gem City Jam conversation out of it. Both teams are having fantastic 50-plus wins combined between both programs. Now I do have a problem with their 15 seed. They win the Horizon League tournament and have what 29 wins, and yeah. you're a 15 seed. That's kind of an insult. So they're at 25 now if they win. the And, again, they have the two-round buys, so they have the semifinal and final. So if they're sitting at 27 wins uh, and, and, a comp- league champion. and a league champion, I, I think 14 is, is a high for them. They, if they would if they could have got to that 28, 29 win mark, I mean, they were being considered a 13 seed for yeah, the longest time. Doesn't that put time. you in line for the first four, too? Uh, the 11 and the 16. So you don't want to be that bad to be a 16, but, you know. They, it would be tough to get to the 11. Bottom line is they're in good shape. That man. brings they're up another shape. question, and, and I saw our buddy Larry Himes in Houston, Texas answered this, and we talked about it a little bit. UD, and I asked this question, how in the hell are you the third team in the country, but you're a number two seed in a tournament? That doesn't make sense. But that being said, UD fans, would you rather have your Flyers be a number one seed and possibly get shipped out west or away from Cleveland or St. Louis, or do you want to leave them in a two seed where you can actually go watch them play? Ooh. That's a good one. We're going to talk about that. Let's do another call. 
This guy can answer it, and then we'll come back with that. I like that. I like that question a lot. Because right now, I think I saw something that's about a 98% chance that UD is going to play in Cleveland as a two-seed. If you're a one-seed, you risk being shipped out I'd like to know how many one-seeds got shipped down to the two- or three-line. So, but they're one of the top four teams at the end of the year. How do you get bumped out of number one? Well, that makes no sense. Fans need to ask themselves too, man. Being a one seed's great, but I kind of want them to stay there too, so we can yeah, watch them. Second gets real ugly. Now, UD fans are going to try. They go to Hawaii. They don't care. They'll go wherever to watch this team. So maybe it doesn't matter. But I'm curious people, on people's thoughts. Let's go to uh, Jeff in New Carlisle. Jeff, what's up, man? Hey, how you guys doing today? Good. Great hearing from you. Good hearing. Uh, I just want to say congratulations to my boy D. We're making the first team there in the Horizon League. Amari Davis? No, uh, we're talking about Demetrius or Darius, Darius Quisenberry. So there's all these local kids in that conference. I didn't know where you were going with that. But, yeah, Darius Quisenberry killed it, man. Well, and I was upset that he didn't he didn't go to Wright State or even maybe even Dayton. I thought he could have maybe played at Dayton. Um, that goes back to the local kids you were talking about. It's kind of why I wanted to call. Uh-huh. I, I, I get a feeling we let a lot of local kids go now. Maybe it's a good thing that some of those kids get out of town or something, you know. Maybe it's, it's, you know, not so much a distraction being in your hometown, but, you know, it seems like Cleveland State gets a lot of kids from our area. We lose a lot of kids. Norris Cole, Tory Patton, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, there was kids. Gates. There was Gates. There were some others the that big they had, kid, too. Yeah. I went up there we with lose, Cole. Yeah, we lose a lot to Michigan State, but, I mean, that's a whole different level. I think Michigan State, when you're talking Wright State or, or, or Dayton uh, with those options, but... It's just uh, it's just good for him, man. I'm glad to see that happen for him, and and uh, I'm really you know the right state thing. I don't know if you guys remember, I was at the game back in man, I think it was '88 or '89. Shows how old I am. And it was uh, Bill Bill Hammond. Is that his name? For right uh, state. Bill Bill who were they playing? Bill yeah, who was, Bill no, there was a Hammond. Oh, was a Hammond. State. Oh, in Cleveland State. I don't remember that guy's name, to be honest with you. Oh, man. That guy was a heck of a ball player. Um, and Wright State, I believe they lost, though. But that, the point was, it was at the Nutter Center. It was jam-packed. The crowd was going crazy. It was a great atmosphere. I think I was 11 years old. And since then, I've been to watch him play Butler there, I think, when they beat Butler there a few years ago yep. with uh, Deshaun Wood. And, man, it was a great atmosphere at that point, too. I mean, if Wright State can get, get the fans in that arena... It is a great place to watch basketball. And they've and I mean, they've really grown that the last couple of years. And it's not just that they've grown it; they've been able they've been able to win in front of those crowds. I remember when Billy Donlin was here. That's right when I started covering this team. They would get big crowds on certain promotional nights, but then the product was just a product where they're averaging a little over 60 points a game, or just under 70. It was a boring scoring product. They just didn't have those players that the fans gravitated towards. I mean, you watch a game end now, there's players that fans are lining up to talk to after the game, like Loud and Love. The kids love Loud and Love, Player of the Year now. Like, they've been able to create that relationship with the fan base that they've helped grow. And I think that's what's been key. And to your point, I think that's what's going to help them continue to bring to fill up that place more and more. Have you ever been to NKU's arena, uh, Jeff? I went to BBNT. Arena, I think they fit just uh, over seven thousand. That no, place, it was amazing. That's the, the perfect mid-major arena. The chances of Wright State ever getting yeah. their own are so slim. But man, that would be so key for them. Kind of like uh, I went and watched the high school game over there at uh, Fairmont, and man, that's about the perfect arena for a little high school game. I mean, if well, you've the, ever yep. been over to Trent Arena, that's that's a neat place when it's packed out. That's a neat place to watch a game. Um, uh, how many does Wright State hold? Do you know? About 10. 10, 000, 11, a little under 11, so a little over 10. Okay, okay. And UD, what's it, what's it hold? What we got there? 13, 13. 5? Yeah. 13? 
Yeah, I mean, enough, you know, not take anything away from UD. I mean, I like you said, I see them being. A, I said it. I called you guys about a month ago, and I said if UD goes undefeated the rest of the year and wins the eight ten, there's no reason they shouldn't be a number two. I mean, and they're on pace to do that. This is when they, I think, had them as a four, maybe there about a month ago or so. Um, I've watched a lot, a little bit. Of, I haven't watched a whole lot of college basketball, but there are too many more teams more exciting than UD right now, and and OD, OB Toppin. I mean. You hate to just single out one guy. They got a whole list of guys, you know, and, and Trey Landers, he's a guy that does it all kinds of different ways. And it's just really glad for the Dayton area, man. I mean, hate to, I, you love to see them two play each other, but you hate to see one of them knock each other out. Um, it'd be a type of thing I'd rather see Wright State go maybe play somebody else and be the number, you know, 14 seed and, and not be the Flyers, you know what I mean? And, and continue the Dayton basketball going on. That's, that's what I got to say, guys. Uh, Keep going Flyers and keep going uh, Raiders, man. And it's, it's going to be a good uh, march here for everybody. All right, Jeff, good stuff. We appreciate the call, man. You take care. I'm getting word that the game day crew is going to be at Buffalo Wild Wing. <laughs> On that note, we'll be back. Where, where are you going to put all these people? I hope they're prepared. <laughs> Do they know that they're getting well done? <laughs> 7-7 Old Troy Pike. Uh, we will be out there. We're going to have the ESPN tent. The college game day bus is coming out. Uh, State Farm helping put that on. Nate Baker, we appreciate him, uh, you know, kind of facilitating all this. And he just called now, listening to the show, and decided to give us some information to pass on. How cool is that? There's going to be potentially some food trucks and stuff out there. We'll keep you updated on what's going on. Uh, but that's neat. The, the, the game day truck, uh, the game day bus is coming through. Man, ESPN, they're sending the game day bus through. ESPN's coming. And yet here we are on a Monday, and the game day bus just figured out where it's going. Game day has no clue where it's going. Wink, wink. Right? So it's like, How many <laughs> eyes around the nation are going to be on Dayton in the next three weeks? Mm-hmm. Friday just was here last week. You got first four coming. Man, Dayton, you can't complain about not getting publicity. Nope. No, you cannot. So, um, but that's that's cool. We're going to be doing the show uh, on the road on the uh, again the college game day bus. Anyone can come out. You get a tour of the game day bus. That's pretty cool. So come out, take advantage. Of that. You get a picture in front of it. Uh, the the only bad part about it, and this might keep you from coming, is you might have to hang out with us. You might have to see us. On the other hand, there may be picture opportunities with our special guest that we're bringing. You betcha. There's a special guest coming. And it's a real gem. Let me tell you. All right, four five seven. I wasn't mean or not. I meant one of the reporters. But I could hold that trophy like, never mind. Mark and Xenia, how are you, man? How are you guys doing? Hey, what are you up to? Welcome back, Mark. Thank you. Hey, you guys, I think Dane should play right State. You know, like they used to play Miami, Ohio, back and forth. Oh, yeah, when they played that one in the DePaul series, Notre right. Dame. And I, and I get it. Scheduling is much harder now, so to speak. But it's not that difficult. You break up your best rivalries of your school history. What do you guys think of the college referees this year? I think they stink, really. Um, I think every referee sport has taken a beating, and it goes in cycles. Good referees and umpires are ones you never hear and never see. Um, the thing I have a problem with is you've got replay and you still get it wrong. That's a problem. Um, it's a fast game. Football, basketball, baseball, take your pick. It's hard because it's quick, but you've got three officials in basketball, a hundred of them in football, four in baseball. How do you miss calls? And with replay, that's where I have a problem. 
And have you ever, and Mark, have you ever left a game saying, man, that was a great officiated game? We Officiating is one thing and one thing only, and it's always bad. That's why I don't really get caught up in blaming officials and umpires for anything sports-related because there's always going to be bad calls, and those bad calls always seem to come at the worst time of the game. I just don't think there's a such thing as a well-officiated or well-called game. It's difficult. When you're a home plate hump and you've got over 400 calls to make, pitches, and you maybe missed three, well, those three are the biggest it's all about ones of the timing, game. man. Yeah. The thing is, in football and basketball and baseball, the umpires have boilers bigger than mine and Justin's together. How about some in-shape code? I mean, when you're 30 yards behind a punt return or kick returner because you can't run, where's the, where's the guideline to get your guys in shape at least? I find that to be a problem. Hey, Mark and Justin, I'll tell you, give you an example. The game against Kane against Dayton, this one referee waited to see if the guy's going to make the basket for Duquesne or call a foul on Dayton. He calls the basket counted, and then he calls a foul on Dayton's ball player. Did what was the game I was watching yesterday, Xavier? It was so obvious. They got a couple of fouls called that were as phantom as could be, and at the other end of the floor, their guy basically got mugged and got a technical. And I thought, wait a minute, this is too obvious of a call and don't make don't don't try to say that referees aren't human and old grudges and you know that because they do it's it's just human nature but yeah some of the games are more physical than others and i think that's all a coach can ask and a fan just be consistent let me know what you're calling let me know what i can do don't blindside me and shock me out of nowhere hey mark sir <laughs> um since dane's got two scholarships available do you think they're going to go after a junior college player and a high school kid? Mark, I'll be honest with you right now, if they pass this free transfer rule, I don't know that a J.C. kid is really what you're going to want. You look what Watson and Chapman and, and Jordy have done. You can go out and bring a kid in now to come in and play right now. Yeah, can you that imagine? That might be the way to go. Let's say that rule existed last year, Mark and Mark and Mark. That's uh, going to hurt junior college now. That he says it to me. Yeah, and but my thing is because it's the same concept. But like this roster, the the roster of this year would have been the same roster as last year, except you would have had Joshua Cunningham in there if that rule existed. Because then you wouldn't have had to have those the, the kid from Florida who's no longer here. But you see, my those kids would not have had to sit out. Like they, you know, all those kids that were like uh, Chimichanga and all that, you know, uh, Shimanga, he's sitting on the bench, and all those guys having to sit out their, you know, their year, they wouldn't have had to sit out last year. You could have had two years of this roster. Imagine the noise they could have made last year. Would Toppin have been the same guy, though, or that year off? And it's like the redshirt kid now, that year probably will benefit him down the road like it did Obi. So there's probably a give and take to it. Um, th- that's an that's interesting question too. about it- the junior college kids. All of a sudden, they could get lost in the shuffle. Hey, you guys, um, about um, Dane's recruiting, I heard they were looking at some kids, big kids anyway. You know how I found out? How'd you find out? Grievy, probably, at your family picnic. Nope. Oh. I was at the flying hoop. Two assistant coaches I met there. <laughs> well, I think, Mark, I think any team is really looking for big guys. Look at Top, and he is obviously a big guy in college, but there aren't very many big kids in college anymore. They either go to the NBA or overseas. Is Obi really what you would consider a an NBA big guy? I don't. I think he's more of a wing player for position. He's not that dominant power guy in the middle. So right now Dayton has what every team wins tournaments with. Big guy in the middle and good point guard and good shooting guard. You have everything you need. You got everything you need. So but hey Mark, we're out of time. We gotta hit this break. Okay guys. See you Mark. 
Or I should have told him. I spoke with Norm Grevy today, by the way. Our selection show Sunday uh, on selections. Yeah, selection, time he yeah. shows up for that, isn't it? Yeah, he's going to be uh, coming out and hanging out with us that day. So we should have told Mark there. In fact, Mark, you're listening. That we'll be telling you where, but you're going to have a chance to go see. <laughs> right on Troy Pike. Right <laughs> no, not that. Not, not oh, that. oh, 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 that's the I trophy. Know, that's yes. the that's the game day bus. Yeah. But our selection Sunday, we'll be doing some. So I'll be keeping people in mind on that too. That seems like it's around the corner, but it's not. It's still a couple weeks away. Like we're still. It's around the corner. There's a lot of basketball left between now and then, uh, but nonetheless. All right, it's the Kenner Slummer Show. Justin Kenner, Mark Slummer, with you here. We'll be back in a moment. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> Can I go nine innings? We're at but you know, we're it's it's all it. Makes it fun and a lot easier when you get to interact with the people again, and that always makes it fun. Challenging, but fun. All right, so we spent this hour college basketball. We'll get more into this, too, by the way. The college game day, um, I want to know. I mean, that was – I've got to give UD a shout-out on that, too. Everything they do, uh, it's it's thought out real well in regards to how they want to present everything. Like, this reminds me back – That's why the first four keeps coming back. Yeah, but it reminds me of, like, the very first home game this year for UD um, – and I wish. Remember, I, I was I was in love with this man. I thought that the way that they had. I mean, they their presentation this year, not just the product on the floor, but everything has been a high major feel. Um, I still get goosebumps when I think about the Don Donaher um, intro. Remember the first home game of the yep. year, and uh, you see the silhouette of a guy kind of walking towards the camera. And again, UD's de- they're debuting their new arena, and then it's Don Donaher. And I think he said you're ready. He said you ready or something. I can't remember what exactly he said, but either way, when they when the fans in the arena realized it was Don Donaher, and then you know. Then the intro start, and they had those cool graphics on the floor. I mean, ev- everything that UD has done this year has been first class, so you, you got to give them that. But I loved how they, they announced the first uh, – I loved how they announced that game day was coming. They had Dick Vitale, like, you know, it's just a regular timeout out on the floor. All of a sudden, Dick Vitale's big crowning head shows up on the, on the Jumbotron there, and uh, he announces – that game day is coming, and the place just went nuts. I'm not going to lie. I don't think anyone thought, look, you have one more home game left after this one yeah, Friday GW. night. And it was George Washington. You have Duke in North Carolina. Uh, you know, this Saturday night, there's no way. Well, way. And they're coming. And uh, this this is something special. Uh, this is so cool. And you don't know when or if they'll ever come back again. Well, not after this. What, debacle? Yeah. But no, 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 regardless. When like, this you is have special, quality man. people like Doug Hoschild that just got put in the SID Hall of Fame, very well-deserved. Neil and Sullivan, you, those guys, man, they're killing All those guys it. do such a great job. And, again, that started back with Mr. Frerichs and, and the people, you know, in that era. And that's why the NCAA keeps coming back. There's no other, and I don't care what city wants to argue this, there's no city in America that would do as good a job as Dayton does with the first four, any NCAA tournament, whether it be the women, the men, whatever, Nobody puts seven, eight thousand, nine thousand in the arena for two unknown sixteen seed teams. Nobody treats the players like they do from the first hoopla four and the hotels and all that stuff. These guys get treated like kings coming in here. There's no other city they can say they will. Not close. Dayton, there's a reason they keep coming back. And if they ever move it, it'll be the biggest mistake the NCAA has made. Yeah, so real cool again, just game day coming. Uh, that, that's special. It's game day, and I, I said this, I filled in on the Keith Byers show today, and I mentioned this. I said, look, game day is special for even, like, let's look at college football. Ohio State is regularly a top five, top three team in the country every year, and that team has no, they have no shame in, in, in bragging about who they are. They know who they are. As much as they know who they are, game day coming to Columbus, 
is still special. They don't need game day to enhance their product, but you know what? When they do come, it's Ohio State. It's like Monday Night Football. It's an event all of a sudden. It's not just the game. And in college basketball, it's the same thing. You're getting the Kentuckys and the Dukes every week. You're getting the Carolinas. You're getting the Kansases. You're getting those same brands every week. Now... UD gets so again something that these bigger programs get to take in every week or at least every season. UD, it's first time. It's ever. silly, but just so, so the game day bus rolling through here. That'd be like the Madden Cruiser coming through. It's like the Wienermobile man. Like. He was just here. <laughs> that and the nut. Wienermobile right? <laughs> and the nut. Kind of a pair. They didn't race, but nonetheless, really interesting. Yeah, I but, thought that was a weird. I pair. mean, you get that coming through. I mean, you're talking about a tour bus, and yet just that attention. People go nuts for it, so to speak. But no, I mean, what, Dayton, the eyes are all over them right now. You talk about a recruiting bonanza, not just basketball, but students alone. Both schools in town, right? State and UD ought to be having a field day with this. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you got uh, Governor DeWine coming out and, and tweeting, you know, is a picture of him and Coach Nagy. Congratulations on the Horizon League title. I mean, DeWine's been to multiple U- right state games this year. I mean, how cool has that been? Uh, he's been to UD games, too. But my point is, is just like both teams just getting a lot of a lot of great pub. My only frustration is is that Wright State gets more love and more pub from outside of its own city than it does in its city. That's what irritates me more than anything. Um, but hopefully they just continue doing what they're yeah, doing. And you ask, and other people have asked us in the last couple of days, how come San Diego State's not getting the same pub? They're 25-1 and one, or whatever they, they are. are. It's but they're not. They haven't played anybody in the top 25 and won't. But Dayton has a history in basketball, college basketball in the East Coast, Midwest, going back to the 50s. This is quite the story. Um, so you think San Diego State's going to put that kind of people in to go see game day? No. So, again, this falls back to Dayton's history, their crowds, everything about them. Good for them. All right, folks. Justin Kinner, Mark Schlemmer with you here on a Monday. hope you had a great weekend. We're going to pick up with this on the other side. We're going to get into some NFL stuff, too. How about this? The Cincinnati Bengals franchise tag. A.J. Green. I don't know if you remember this or not. It's a great move. I think a good business move. But A.J. Green had come out a while back and said, I don't want to be franchise tagged. I want what I deserve. And by the way, $17 million. People are mad at Tony Rowe. I I think what the Bengals are doing is right. He's been hurt two years in a row. Why am I going to give you three years if you can't walk? Okay, two years is one thing. Put this into perspective, Schlummer. Of the last 24 games, he's played in one. That's what I mean. He's got to know this is a business decision. Go out and bet on yourself. Play well. And you'll make your money back. Absolutely. All right, it's the Kenner and Schlemmer Show. Justin Kenner, Mark Schlemmer with you here. Just wrapping up Hour 1. Hour 2 coming up. The Cincinnati Bengals franchise tag A.J. Green. Tony Romo gets $17 million a year to call football games on CBS. Why are people so angry? How come we don't get that? Yes, exactly. Wright State, Coach Nagy, Coach of the Year, third straight year out of the Horizon League. Loud and Love, Player of the Year. Dayton Flyers get college game day. We got all of that coming your way. Hour 2, don't go anywhere. If you only wear red and blue, nothing gets you more excited than supporting your Flyers. Flyer Spirit is the place for you. It's easy to show your Flyer pride with our wide selection of great merchandise. Cheer on the Dayton Flyers with style. We are stocked up for the basketball season with your favorite brands, including Antigua, Under Armour, Nike, and Champion. Whether you're shopping down on Brown Street, on campus, or in the arena, our staff and students are ready to help you find all your Flyer gear. Shop online anytime at shop.udayton.edu.